I'm Mike Harding, and you're very welcome indeed to another hour and a bit of the very best in folk, roots and acoustic music. And this is a very special show indeed, because it's devoted to songs and music about sport and sporting blades. Everything from boxing to running to fell walking to tiddlywinks. Well, I'm lying about the last one. There are no songs about tiddlywinks. There is a song about dominoes called Robin Hood and the Dominoes, but it's 300 verses long, and Friar Tuck cheats at the end and produces a double blank from under his habit and gets belted on the snotter by Little John. 300 verses long, it's far too long for this show. It would take the entire show to get through it, so we'll leave that. Let's kick off with a song about racing, the thunder of hooves, the beautiful colours of the jockey's silks and the cries of punters who've just lost everything on a horse that fell at the first fence. This is a song called The Galway Races. 150,000 people go for one week each year to the city of Galway. I remember Christy Moore doing a great version of this song, but search as I have, I can find no trace of it. Here's the Galway City Ramblers with a cracking song about a big race meet in the west of Ireland. The Galway Races. As I went down to Galway Town to seek for recreation On the 17th of August, me mind being elevated There was multitudes assembled with their tickets at the station Me eyes began to dazzle, for we're going to see the races With me whack, follow me do, follow me to the re-idle day There were passengers from Limerick and men from Tipperary And the boys from Connemara and a pair of married maidens There was people from Cork City who were loyal, true and faithful Saved loads of Fenian prisoners there from dying in foreign nations With me whack, follow me do, follow me to the re-idle day It's there you'll see the pipers and the fiddlers competing The nimble-footed dancers, the trippin' or the daisies There was others crying cigars and lights and bills of all the races And the colours of the jockeys as they mounted on their horses With me whack, follow me do, follow me to the re-idle day It's there you'll see the jockeys A mountain up for stately The blue, the pink, the orange and green The emblems of our nation When the bell was rung for start And all the horses seemed impatient It seemed they never stood And ground their speed was so amazing With me whack, follow me do Follow me to the re-idle day There was half a million people there of all denominations The Catholics, the Protestants, the Jews, the Presbyterians There was yet no animosity, despite an all persuasion But courted and hospitality and just some fresh acquaintance With me whack, follow me do, follow me to the re-idle day And I mean to end me song Success has been a sport and life since racing first begun Well I've been to all the races and I've seen all the places And I know that I'll return again to see the Galway races With me whack, follow me do, follow me to the re-idle day With me whack, follow me do, follow me to the re-idle day
comes from an album called The Irish Drinking Album, Volume 1, which is nothing like as bad as it sounds. It's got some good songs on it, including that one. The Galway City Rambler's there with the Galway races, and I'm afraid I won't be going to the Galway races because the last time I went, it was £10 for a pint of Guinness in the beer tent. Now, famous racehorses like Red Rum and Shergar, who at this moment is being ridden by Lord Lucan, have, of course, gone down in history, but probably the most famous horse of them all was a horse called Skewball, or Stewball. He was born, or foaled, I should say, in England in 1741, went to Ireland where he raced on the Plains of Kildare, which produced a fantastic song of the same name, the Plains of Kildare, recorded by Andy Irvine, brilliant version by him. But there are two other songs about Skewball, which I'm going to play for you now. The first song I'm going to play you is Stewball, sung by Joan Byers, a gentle version, a gentle look at this beautiful racehorse. The second song I'm going to play is another song called Stewball, this one by Leadbelly, and this is more of a chain gang work song than anything else, with the line being shouted out by Leadbelly and then the chorus coming in as a sort of working gang or a work party might do on the railroad. But first of all, here's Joan Byers from the album Five with her version of the more gentle song.
out in uh-huh. California, mm-hmm. where Stuvo uh-huh. was born. All his jockeys uh-huh. in the country uh-huh. say he blew there uh-huh. in a stone. You bet on Stuvo, and you might win, win, win. Bet on Stuvo, and you might win. Was a big day uh-huh. in Dallas. Uh-huh. Don't you wish you uh-huh. was there? You could bet your uh-huh. last dollar uh-huh. on that iron uh-huh. green man. You bet on Stuball, and you might win, win, win. Bet on Stuball, and you might win. The kiddle drum uh-huh. was a banging, uh-huh. and the wood was uh-huh. give on run. Was give on run. Oh, Stuvo uh-huh. was a trembling uh-huh. like a criminal uh-huh. to be hung. To be hung. You bet on Stuvo, and you might win, win, win. Bet on Stuvo, and you might win. When the horses. Uh-huh. Was saddled uh-huh. and the wood was uh-huh. give on go. All the horses uh-huh. they shot off uh-huh. like an arrow from a bow. From a bow, you bet on Stuball and you might win, win, win. Bet on Stuball and you might win. Oh, Stuball uh-huh. was a racehorse. Definitive Lead Belly CD with Stewball, and before that you heard John Byers from my album Five with a different song of the same name, but both about the same horse. A skewbald is a type of horse, like there's a piebald, there's a skewbald. But don't ask me, because I know as much about horses as I do about motorbikes, which is the square root of bugger all. Now, rugby songs. When I came to look for some songs about rugby, the only ones I found were either scatological, racist, misogynist, or just not very good. So I've settled for the next best thing, which is a tune called Rugby Parade. I don't know whether this is a tune about rugby players on parade or about somewhere called the Rugby Parade, and I don't care. It's a tenuous link, but it's a great tune. From Rob Murch's album, Still Fretting, here he is, plucking like a gooden. Thank you. 
Well, I've been doing a lot of research trying to find out, and the only thing that I can discover after hours and hours of labour is that that tune, Rugby Parade, was written when England beat Australia 576 to 3 at Twickenham in 1704. But again, I could be wrong. Rob Murch from his album Still Fretting with that classical style of banjo playing on a five-string banjo, which I love and I hope you enjoyed too. Rugby Parade was the name of the tune. Now, songs about boxing. Well, probably the most famous boxing song of them all is Heenan and Sayers. There were two bare-knuckle fighters who met each other in the first international but also illegal contest in a field near Farnborough, In England, on the 17th of April, 1860, thousands apparently came on the recently opened railway line from Waterloo Station. Heenan was an American, six foot two tall and built likewise, and Sayers was five foot eight inches, and likewise not a great heavyweight of a man. They battered each other for two hours and 27 minutes. The match was declared a draw and they were given £400 to share. Immediately, police and magistrates from Aldershot burst upon the scene and everybody scattered, including the thousands and thousands of spectators, amongst whom was the 19-year-old Prince of Wales, Charles Dickens, William Thackeray and the Prime Minister, Lord Palmerston, would you believe? They scattered to the four corners, and Sayers and Heenan went their separate ways. Sayers died a very young 39, and Heenan died in poverty aged 38. Well, you can imagine why. Bare-knuckle fighting is not exactly conducive to a long lifetime. Here's Donald Maguire from his album The Star of Sunday's Well, with what I think is the best version of this song ever. It comes, of course, from a broadside ballad printed and sold on the streets for a penny a kick, and probably written a couple of hours after the bare-knuckle fight. Here's Donald Maguire. Ranting lads and sporting blades, come listen to me song. I'm sure that it will please you and it won't detain you long. On the 17th of April, thousands went with joy to see the English champion fight the bold Venetia boy. Twas in the town of Farnborough, all in the blooming spring when the burly English champion he stripped off in the ring he stripped to fight young Heenan the gallant son of Troy and try his English muscle on the ball beneath your boy was early in the morning before the cock did grow like tigers into battle, these gallant lads did go. The blood it flew in torrents, and never a blow they missed. They carried a pair of thunderbolts, well fastened in each fist. And stop and jab and cut till Sayers he let go. 
Right unto Heenan's nasal And he made the claret flow Then out cried bold Jack Heenan I owe you many a score And I'll pay you back with interest In a couple of moments more The very next round after Jack Heenan he gave a spring The like was never seen before Inside a British ring Tom Sayers drops, though he was shot, and he lay there on the ground. And out cries bold Jack and I claimed the first knockdown. They battled for two hours or more, till Heenan was quite blind. And Sayers with a broken arm, such men you seldom find. The people, they stood all amazed, such a fight they never saw. They rushed the ring and they stopped the fight and it ended in a draw. There never were two better men and none can be more brave. They are two gallant heroes of honour and of fame. And if these two should battle for the champion belt again, we want no favours to be shown, but let the best man win. Well, great version of a broadside ballad, Heenan and Sayers, Donald Maguire, from his album The Star of Sunday's Well. Now, Jack Doyle was another famous boxer born in Cove, County Cork, Ireland, in 1913. He joined the Irish Guards Division of the British Army. He was six foot three, and in the army he took up boxing and became known as a seriously good boxer because of his great right hook. He left the army, became a professional boxer, and was known as the Gorgeous Gale because as well as being six foot three, he was an incredibly handsome man. He was a contender for the British Boxing Championship, but he had a long affair with Madame Alcohol and consequently found himself out of the boxing game. He became a Hollywood actor, would you believe, and also a very accomplished tenor singer. He made a number of 78s, including a classic version of the song South of the Border. But he died of the drink, virtually penniless, in 1978 in Paddington, London. As he said when somebody asked him, most of his money was wasted on slow horses and fast women. Well, the great Irish songwriter and singer Jimmy McCarthy wrote a brilliant song about Jack Doyle called The Contender. And on his album This Is The Day, Christy Moore sings what I think is the best version ever of the song. When I was young and I was in my day I could steal what woman's heart there was away I'd sing and dance into the morning Blaze away until the dawning Long before I was the man you see today I was born beneath the star that promised all I could have lived my life between Cork, Cove and Yall 
But the wheel of fortune took me And from the highest point it shook me By the bottle live, by the bottle I shall fall But there in the mirror on the wall I see the dream is fading From the contender to the brawl The ring, the rose, the matador is raving This is the day with Jimmy McCarthy's song, The Contender. Fantastic version of that song. Now, hair cussing is a blood sport and is cruel and, of course, has been banned now. But I'm going to play you a song called The Craig and White Hair, in which the lucky old hair escapes and goes on to live a long and happy life. It's sung by Neve Bodle from her album Made on the Shore, absolutely brilliantly. And after that, I'm going to play you Ronnie Drew singing Master McGrath, a song about a greyhound who comes over to England to race in the race meets and who cocks a snoot at all the English greyhounds. First of all, though, here's Neve Bodle with The Craig and White Hair. In the lowlands of Kraken there lives a white hare As swift as a swallow as she flies through the air You may travel the country but none could compare With the pride of the Kraken, that bonny white hare 
one fine Sunday morning, as you may suppose, the red golden sun or the green mountain rose. Bonnie Conway came down and did loudly declare, today I'll put an end to that crag and white hair. So we searched through the lowlands and down through the glens, among the green rushes where the white hair had danced. And at last coming over the bog bank so bare, from behind a white thistle out jumped the white hair. While he gave a great yelp and his dog she slipped too, as swift as the wind or the green mountain flew. But the dog soon came back which made poor Barney sigh, for he knew that the white hair had bid him goodbye. Now we have some jolly sportsmen down from the Pomeroy, Cooks down Dungannon and also the Moy. With pedigree greyhounds they came from afar, they came down to the Craggan in their fine motor car. T'was down through the lowlands these huntsmen did go, to search for the white hair they tried high and low. But at last Barney Conway, as he came on its lair, shouted out to the huntsman, here lies the white hair. So they called in their greyhounds from off the green lea, and Barney and the huntsman they jumped high with glee. And on the turf bank they all gathered around, seven men and nine dogs did the poor hare surround. No wonder the poor pups did tremble with fear, she stood on her hind legs, she rose a big ear. She rests on her toes and with a one gallon spring, cleared over the greyhounds and broke through the ring. Now the chase it went on, it was a beautiful view, as swift as the wind or the green mountain flew. But the pedigree greyhounds, they didn't get far, they came back and went home in their fine motor car. And now to conclude and to finish my rhyme, I hope you'll excuse me for wasting your time. If there's any amongst you in Carrick more fair, drink a jolly good health to the Craig and White Eighteen sixty-nine being the date and the year, those Waterloo sportsmen and more did appear. For to gain the great prizes and the bear the mawa, they were counting on Ireland and Master McGrath. On the 12th of November, the day of renown, McGrath is keeper, they left Lurgan Town. A gale in the channel, it soon drove them o'er. On the 13th, they landed on England's fair shore. And when they arrived there in big London's town, those great English sportsmen all gathered around And one of those gentlemen gave a ha-ha Saying, is that the great dog you call Master McGrath? Then one of those gentlemen standing around Said, I don't care a damn for your Irish greyhound And another he speared with a scornful ha-ha We'll soon humble the pride of your Master McGrath then Lord Lorgan stepped forward and he said, Gentlemen, if there's any amongst you has money to spend, for your grand English nobles, I don't care a straw, here's five thousand to one upon Master McGrath. Then McGrath, he looked up and he wagged his owl tail, 
And farming is a large ship, sure I know what you mean. Don't fear noble brown, no, don't fear the McGraw. I'll see one time this day, Lulls, says Master McGraw. Then Rose stood uncovered, that great English bride. Her master and keeper were close by her side. They led them away, and the crowd cried hurrah for the pride of old England and Master McGrath. And Rose and the master, they both ran along. Now I wonder, said Rose, what took you from your home? You should have stayed there in your Irish domain and had come to gay Laurels on Albion's plain. Well, I know, said the master, we've wild had our bugs. But you'll find in old Ireland there's good men and dogs. Lead on Bell Britannia, give none of your jaw. Stuff that up your nostrils, says Master McGrath. Then the hair she went down just as swift as the wind. He was sometimes before her and sometimes behind. Rose gave the first turning according to law, but the second was given by Master McGrath. And the hair she led on with her wonderful view. And swift o'er the green field of England they flew. He jumped on her back and held up his owl paw. Three cheers for owl Ireland, says Master McGrath. I love that line, stuff that up your nostrils, said Master McGrath. <laughs> Two greyhounds talking to each other as they run down the track. Ronnie Drew there with Master McGrath from Golden Classics of Irish Traditional Folk. And before that you heard the sweeter, well, slightly sweeter tones of Neve Bodle from her album Made on the Shore with the Craig and White Hair. Do check out Neve Bodle. She's a very young woman singer on the English folk scene, but I think she's really terrific. Now, I was thinking about working class sports as I was listening to that because, I mean, you could hardly call fox hunting a working class sport, though I did ride to hounds with the Eccles and Salford rat harriers at one time. I suppose working class sports traditionally would have been things like fell running, whippet racing, football and pigeon racing, a song which says it all about how the pigeons represented dreams to many, many working men is the Dave Sudbury song, The King of Rome, one of the best songs, I think, of the last century. June Tabor, on her album Akaba, does a brilliant version of the song about a pigeon called The King of Rome that comes out of the streets of Derby and eventually wins the race. In the West End, Derby lives a working man Says I can't fly, but me pigeons can. And when I set them free, it's just like part of me gets lifted up on shining wings. Charlie Hudson's pigeon loft was down the yard of a rented house in Brook Street where life was hard. But Charlie had a dream. And in 1913, Charlie bred a pigeon that made his dreams come true. There was going to be a champion's race from Italy. We got out the maps, all that land and sea. Charlie, you'll lose that bird, 
But Charlie never heard He put it in a basket And sent it up to Rome On the day of the big race A storm blew in A thousand birds were swept away And never seen again Charlie, we told you so Surely by now you know When you're living in the West then There aren't many dreams come true Yeah, I know But I had to try A man can crawl around Or he can learn to fly And if you live round here The ground seems awful near Sometimes I need a lift from victory I was off with my mates for a pint or two When I saw a wing flash up in the blue Charlie, it's the king of Rome Come back to his west end home Come outside quick, he's perched up on your roof Come on down, your majesty I knew you'd make it back to me Come on down, my lonely one You made my dream come true In the west end of Derby lives a working man He says I can't fly, but my pigeons can And when I set them free It's just like part of me Gets lifted up on shining wings June Table with the King of Rome from her album Akaba. Now that is, for my money, the best version of that song ever. Wonderful stuff. Now, the most famous football team in the world, I think, has got to be Manchester United. City supporters might argue, and Liverpool supporters certainly would, but I think they're the most famous, they're the most well-known. They might not be the best, according to some people, but they certainly are the most well-known. Wherever I went in the world, India, Nepal, Pakistan, climbing in the mountains, people would say, where are you from? And I'd say, Manchester. They would all go, ah, Manchester United. That team, Manchester United, would you believe, started off in 1878 as a little football team called Newton Heath Loco. A group of railwaymen got together, kicking a ball on a bit of wasteland at the back of the railway works. And they went on to become the most famous football team in the world. I used to be very keen on them in the heady days of George Best, Nobby Stiles and Bobby Charlton, the Busby Babes. But of course, before those days... Those heady days of great, great world-shattering football. On the 6th of February 1958, 23 men died when their plane failed to lift off from the runway at Munich Airport. It was covered in slush at the end of the runway and the plane hit it, went into a skew and burst into flames. The dead included players Roger Byrne, Eddie Coleman, Duncan Edwards. He survived the crash but died in hospital two weeks later. Mark Jones, David Pegg, they were journalists, died, and also trainers. It was a terrible, terrible disaster. I remember walking into school on the day that it happened and the news broke 
and I was at St Bede's School in Manchester then, and there was this air of total desperation and sadness. Well, an anonymous song at the time called The Flowers of Manchester was picked up and sung by the Spinners, in particular by Mick Groves, a Salford lad and Manchester United fan. And they did an absolutely beautiful version of the song, which, as I say, was anonymous, but we later found out that it was written by Eric Winter, a music journalist who, amongst other things, edited a folk music magazine called Sing. Well, here's Mick Groves now with a live version of Eric Winter's song, The Flowers of Manchester. One cold and bitter Thursday in Munich, Germany Eight great football stalwarts conceded victory Eight men will never play again who met destruction there The flowers of English football, the flowers of Manchester Matt Busby's boys were flying, returning from Belgrade This great united family, all masters of their trade The pilot of the aircraft, the skipper, Captain Thane Three times they tried to take off and twice turn back again The third time down the runway, disaster followed close There was slush upon that runway and the aircraft never rose It ploughed into the marshy ground, it broke, it overturned And eight of the team were killed when the blazing wreckage burned Roger Byrne and Tommy Taylor who were capped for England's side And Ireland's Billy Whelan and England's Jeff and died Mark Jones and Eddie Coleman and David Pegg also They all lost their lives as it ploughed on through the snow Big Duncan he went to with an injury to his brain And Ireland's brave Jack Blanchflower will never play again The great Matt Busby lay there, the father of this team Three long months passed by before he saw his team again The trainer, coach and secretary and a member of the crew Also eight sporting journalists who with United flew And one of them was Big Swifty Who we will not forget The finest English keeper that ever graced a net Oh, England's finest football team, its record truly great. Its proud success as mocked by a cruel turn of fate. Eight men will never play again, who met destruction there. The flowers of English football. The flowers of Manchester. 
Mick Groves there with The Flowers of Manchester. And that's a live concert. I don't have any references for it at all. I got that as a download off the internet. I do think it's on one of the Spinners' early albums, but I don't think that that song has been included on any CD reissues. I don't know. Could well be wrong. A beautiful version of a song which pays tribute to a great football team and a terrible tragedy which affected not just Manchester, but the whole country. Now, here's a bit of a curiosity. I was going to play you Football Crazy by Robin Hall and Jimmy McGregor, but when I listened to the version I had, it was swamped in echo and didn't sound all that good. And I stumbled across another version by Seamus Ennis. Now, I only know Seamus Ennis as a great Irish piper, great singer of traditional songs, and also a collector of songs. He went all around Ireland for the BBC, collecting traditional songs and music from the old people way back in the 50s and 60s. But somewhere along the line, he found time to record his version of the song Football Crazy. And here it is. You all know my big brother, and his Christian name is Paul. He lately joined a football club for his mad about football, and he has two black eyes already, and teeth are from his gob. Since Paul became a member of this terrible football club, He's football crazy, he's football mad And the football it is taken away The little bit of sense he had And it would take a dozen servants To wash his clothes and scrub Since Paul became a member of the terrible football club the first match that he played at, I was there myself and saw Two turf sods for goalposts and a tin can for a ball The Lord Mayor, he was there himself, and the Lords and Ladies Grand And Paul got an orange box and made a Hogan stand Oh, for he's football crazy, he's football mad And the football is just taken away The little bit of he had it would take a dozen servants To wash his clothes and scrub Since Paul became a member of this terrible the middle of the field one afternoon the captain said to Paul would you kindly take this place kick since you're mad about football and he took 40 places backwards shot off from the mark and the ball went sailing over the bar and landed in New York oh for he's football crazy he's football man and the football it was taken away the little sense he had and it would take a dozen servants to wash his clothes and scrub since Paul became a member of the terrible football club his wife, she says she'll leave him if Paul doesn't keep away from football kicking at night time in his sleep. He calls out, that's a pity, another thing so droll. Last night he shot her out of bed and swore it was a goal. Oh, for he's football crazy, he's football mad. For the football it was taken away, the little bit of sense he had. It would take a dozen servants to wash his and scrub. Since Paul became a member of this terrible football <laughs> I love that little peep, which I think comes from a tin whistle. When they recorded that, they obviously didn't have anybody that could send out to buy a football whistle, you know, a referee's whistle, and the one with the P in it, and give a really good rasp on it. Football crazy, Seamus Ennis, from the album A Jug of Punch. I love the way he says, it'd take a dozen servants, his clothes, to rub and scrub. In the original version, it's a dozen skivvies. But I suppose the producer thought nobody would understand what a skivvy was. 
Running and fell running are other sports which you find songs about. And here's a rewritten broadside, rewritten by Pete Coe, about a Cheshire long-distance runner called Joseph Baker. And Johnny Coppins sings a wonderful version of the song on his album Borderline. You sporting men of Chester, I have you all to hear Of a man named Joseph Baker, who lived near Delamere He ran faster than the old red fox, and further than the hound And of all the men that challenged him, no equal could be found up every morning before the day was clear and through the shady forest he pursued the royal deer he drove the wind across the field and the mist right up the hill and he drove the dust along the road and the stream down to the Far and near just to challenge Baker's speed In every place, at every race They swore to do that deed A tailor came from Frodsham And a soldier came from Hale A sailor came from Buckenhead And a butcher came from Sale with Joseph Baker from his album Borderland. And by the way, people listening in Australia and Canada and Ireland and wherever else on the airwaves, don't forget to go to the website where you'll find a track list of this particular show and you'll also be able to download all the previous podcasts that are well in excess of 130-some of them up there for you to download to your iPads and your iPods and your Androids. I'm going to play a song now about hill walking. Hill walking, rambling and climbing were all working class pursuits way back 
well, from Victorian times onwards. And probably the most famous song about walking and rambling ever is Ewan McCall's song, The Manchester Rambler. Here it is, sung by Dick Gocken, Dave Berland and Tony Capstick. Been over Snowden and I've slept upon Croden And I've camped by the waning stones as well I've sunbathed on Kinder and been burnt to a cinder And many more things I can tell My rucksack has off been my pillow The heather has off been my bed And sooner than part from the mountains I think I would rather be dead I'm a rambler, I'm a rambler from Manchester way I get all my pleasure the hard morning way Maybe a wage slave on Monday But I am a free man on a Sunday The day was just ending as I was descending Big Rice Brook just by up a tour When a voice cried, hey you, in the way keepers do He's the worst face that I ever saw The things that he said were unpleasant In the teeth of his fury I said But sooner than part from the mountains I think I would rather be dead I'm a rambler, I'm a rambler from Manchester way I get all my pleasure the hard moorland way I may be a wage slave on a Monday But I am a free man on a Sunday And I once loved a maid, a spot welder by trade She was fair as the rowan in bloom And the blue of her eye matched the June morning sky And I wooed her from April till June On the day that we should have been married I went for a ramble instead For sooner than part from the mountains I think I would rather be dead I'm a rambler, I'm a rambler from Manchester way I get all my pleasure the hard moorland way I may be a wage slave on a Monday But I am a free man on a Sunday So I walk where I will, over mountain and hill And I lie where the bracken is deep I belong to the mountains the clear running fountains where the grey rocks rise rugged and steep I've seen the white hair in the gully and the curl you fly high overhead and sooner than part from the mountains I think I would rather be dead I'm a rambler, I'm a rambler from Manchester way I get all my pleasure the hard moorland way I may be a wage slave on a Monday But I am a free man on a Sunday Doodle-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum
from a cracking album called The Songs of Ewan McCall. Dick Gawkin and Tony Capsick there on backing vocals, Dave Berland on lead vocals with the Manchester Rambler. Fabulous song. It really is a terrific, terrific album, that. Still available, I believe. Now, I had a bit of a dilemma when it came to putting this programme together because I decided whether I'm right or wrong, I don't know. But I decided that fox hunting and cockfighting as blood sports even though they've spawned loads and loads of great songs, don't really have a place in this programme somehow. I can't play songs like Dido, Bendigo, even though it's a great song, because it's about killing an animal just for sport. Cockfighting likewise, even though there's great songs like Gallo de Cielo and The Cockfight or The Bonnie Grey. Again, it's just a song about two animals ripping each other to pieces. And they are great songs, but I just thought, no, just for this programme, I'll leave it out. Somebody described fox hunting, I think it might have been Oscar Wilde, as the unspeakable in pursuit of the uneatable. Fishing, on the other hand, is a different thing. I'm a fisherman. I go out fly fishing on the river, just down the hill from this stone shed where I'm making this programme, the River Ribble. But I eat the fish I catch. And when I've caught three, which is the bag for the day, that's all you're allowed to take from the river, I pack in and I go home. Now, there's loads and loads of songs and tunes about fishing, and I'm going to play two of them for you now. First of all, Tim O'Brien, the great mandolin player, fiddler, singer, old-timey musician, he's going to sing a song called Fish Ain't Biting, and I'm going to follow that with a tune by Raina Gellert and Susie Goering from their album Starch and Iron. The tune's called Fish Upon the Hook. But first of all, here's Tim O'Brien. Thank you. 
on the hook, an old-timey tune from Raina Gullett and Susie Goering's album Starch and Iron. And before that, you heard Tim O'Brien with Fish Ain't Biting from the album Fishing Music. Now, swimming, of course, is a great sport, a great Olympic sport, and also a great pastime. And Loudon Wainwright III wrote, 
Well, it's a very strange, almost surreal song about swimming called The Swimming Song. Kate Naren McGarrigal did a brilliant version of the song, but my particular favourite is a song from a group called Band Dogs, which was Chris and Pete Coe, Nick Jones and Tony Rose. A terrific version of the song from an album, well, an eponymous album called Band Dogs. Here they are with The Swimming Song. Summer I might have drowned But I held my breath and I kicked my feet And I moved my arms around I moved my arms around This summer I swam in the ocean And I swam in a swimming pool Salt in my wounds, chlorine in my eyes I'm a self-destructive fool I'm a self-destructive fool This summer I did the backstroke And you know that that's not all I did the breaststroke and the butterfly And the old Australian crawl And the old Australian crawl This summer I swam in a public place In a reservoir to boot At the latter I was informal At the former I wore my suit I wore my swimming suit This summer I did swan dives And jackknives for you all And once when you weren't looking I did a cannonball I did a cannonball This summer I went swimming This summer I might have drowned But I held my breath And I kicked my feet And I moved my arms around I moved my arms around live version of Swimming Song there from Band Dog's eponymous album. I didn't cut the applause short, that actually happens on the disc, and there's absolutely nothing I can do about it. Now, you couldn't finish a programme on sport without playing a song about cricket. Those lovely Sunday afternoons, watching village cricket, I go down the local town, sit there with a chilled beer, watching the lads in their whites whacking a bit of cork all over the field. It's great fun, and it's a really lovely way to spend an afternoon. 
I still don't understand the rules, even though I was forced to play cricket when I was a wee shaver at the Catholic grammar school I went to. I hated it. I saw no point in standing there while somebody flung a really hard ball that could kill, maim or seriously injure you at you, and all you had to defend yourself was a bit of stick. So, though I wouldn't even consider playing the game nowadays, though I did once play for Jake Thackeray's All-Stars against his village team down in Monmouthshire, I love to go and watch a village cricket match. I'm going to finish with a song called When an Old Cricketer Leaves the Crease, Roy Harper's classic song about the game and about life itself, of course. Roy Harper was on Jake Thackeray's all-star team together with the late Mike Elliott from the North East and a host of other people too. We got soundly trounced by the Monmouthshire team and rightly so. I got caught out by the umpire, would you believe? However, that's by and by. Here's Roy Harper with When an Old Cricketer Leaves the Crease. The brass band in this are just simply one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. When the day is done and the ball has spun in the umpire's pocket away, and all remains in the groundsman's place for the rest of time and the day, there'll be one man dog and his master.
And the clock turns back to reflect On the years of grace As those footsteps trace For the last time out of the act Well, this way of life's recollection The hallowed strip and the And the noonday sun are much more than just yarns of the days. When an old cricket leaves the trees, well, you never know whether he's gone. Sometimes you catch an a feeling of a twelfth man.
Grimethorpe Colliery Band there. When an old cricketer leaves the crease, Roy Harper from his album Counter Culture, Disc One. And by the way, Andy Kershaw, the great musicologist and writer, played that particular song in a great radio programme he made, which was a tribute to the late and great John Peel, who particularly loved that piece of music. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget to go to the website, 3wsmikehardingfolkshow.com. Loads of stuff there, track listings, photographs of famous folkies, the Folk Music Hall of Fame, and, of course, you'll be able to find out all about the artists on this show by clicking on the links that you'll find there. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget, spread the word, because we've got no money for advertising. Keep the faith, and mind how you go. Ta-da. Ta-da.